I came across more information on veganism and I started learning about the health benefits of it, um, the ethical reasons why people went vegan and the environmental reasons. And I was at the point where I was aware of my eating disorder and I didn't want it to control my life anymore. So I wanted to find a way to get better. And once I learned about the health benefits of veganism, that's when I kind of shifted my perspective and I looked at it as a lifestyle that could actually like, save my life. Hi, Veggie Mates. You just heard from this week's special guests, Chris Petrolisi and Jasmine Brionis. I'm your host, Matthew Davey, and this is episode number 68 of the Veg Talk podcast. So welcome back to the regular listeners. It's great to have you here. And likewise, to those of you who are joining us for the first time today, I really do appreciate your time and attention. Uh, it means a lot to us. We also hit a milestone this week, guys, and it's thanks to you again. Uh, we hit 100 reviews and ratings worldwide uh, on the iTunes platform. So a massive thanks to those guys that have taken the time to just leave us five stars, uh, You know, teach us a little bit about what you liked about an episode or um, who you'd like to hear from in the future, where you're from. Uh, we really love the feedback. And for those of you that might have been listening in, for a little while now and haven't had the time to, to do so, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated if you can just stop what you're doing right now, head over to that Apple Podcast application and leave us a short review and rating. So now to this week's conversation. So we're going to be talking with people that you're probably really familiar with from uh, social media, Jasmine Brionis from Sweet Simple Vegan and Chris Petrolisi from Conscious Chris, who is also a massive part of the sweet, simple vegan platform. So today we're going to be hearing from Jasmine on her history with an eating disorder uh, when she was younger, around 18 years old, and also how veganism really did save her life from that point onwards. We also hear from Chris about how music really influenced his decision to go vegan, which is really, really interesting. And also moving from a small town in New Jersey all the way over there on the East Coast to Los Angeles and how it was... Uh, I suppose a really big culture shock, but in a, in a good way for him. And of course, we'll be talking uh, about how these guys met and now run a successful business together. So guys, as, as always, I'll catch you on the other sides to wrap things up, but sit back, relax, and I hope you really do enjoy today's conversation. <laughs> All right, cool. So everyone, today we are, we're back in the pad, back here in Portland, and uh, we're talking with the guys from Sweet Simple Vegan and Conscious Chris, uh, <laughs> you're highly likely already following them, uh, Chris, Chris Petrolisi and Jasmine Brionis. Uh, it's great to have you here, guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, we've been hanging out here and there at holiday parties and I thought, you know, we've got, about to, time. got to get this done. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this has taken so long no, to uh, come to fruition. It's all good. You guys are all over the place, so... You know, you've been, I think you've been uh, the East Coast, Colorado. You've been yeah. back to the East Coast. Yeah. Finally settling down. So we're down. settling. We don't yeah. have any travel plans for a while, so. Cool, cool. It's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, and you, uh, I think you brought some some bagels back from New York yep. for Chris. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you're a bagel fan? Big bagel fan. Yeah. Especially New York, New Jersey bagels. Has to be. The best. There's one good bagel place in Portland, but. And then there's a f one in Vancouver, but it still doesn't It's still compare. not, yeah, it's still not the same. Are they any good when you've bought them in New York and you bring them back to the West Coast? Are they still fresh oh, enough? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, we'll, we'll immediately cut them and freeze them. Yeah. And then they're perfect. 
Cool. And yeah. what's your go-to uh, cream cheese? So there's actually this place. So usually I'll just go Kite Hill. Yep. Um, Kite Hill Chive. It's def- yeah, the Chive one's definitely my favorite. The Everything Bagel one's pretty good too. But there's this place in Vancouver that has a vegan bacon chive. It's like it's a tofuti cream cheese and they mix it themselves and it's really, it's really good. good. Yeah, that's what we've been hooked on lately. Yeah, I've seen some I've seen some photos of some oh, pretty Yeah, yeah the, big the cream spread. cheese is like 2 inches thick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it looks bomb. Cool guys. So th- yeah, again, thank you for coming in. Uh it's yeah, it's really cool to be sitting down with you and uh digging a little deeper than the the regular holiday party kind of chat <laughs> over a couple of beers. So I don't know where where should we start? Who wants to kind of who wants to go ahead and and tell us a little bit about their background first? Jasmine, should I start, was I just going to say Chris, but I'll, I guess I'll do it. Get my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, right. t- let us know. Yeah, where you grew up and and what it was like in uh, in your world uh, when All you right, when you were growing up. In. Yeah. Um. So I grew up in Los Angeles. I actually lived in the same house my whole life before move until until we moved here to the Portland area. I don't know. Fun fact. <laughs> but um, I grew up in a Filipino Ecuadorian household. Uh, I went to Catholic school my whole life. And um, I got into veganism. It was so I guess we can start from when I was about 18. So I, um, I had moved away from home for the first time. And I kind of came from a very protective household. So I wasn't used to being on my own at all. And when I was 18 um, and I went to college, I went to college in Northern California. It, it kind of just all hit me at once. I had to do everything myself and it wasn't something I was used to. And on top of that, I had to go to school, get good grades and try to make something of myself. Um, I felt a lot of pressure to succeed in the medical field and um, that sort of thing from my family. And um, it just kind of turned into me being very um, obsessed with perfection. And that's when I kind of spiraled into an eating disorder. And um, so that was that was my first year of college. And from there, I started doing diet after diet. And that's actually how I came across veganism. It was just a diet for me. I saw a certain banana girl on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she is losing weight fast. And I want to look like that. So I'm just going to do raw vegan and lose weight and make it simple for myself. Uh, it wasn't as simple as I thought it would be. It was actually really hard to um, get started in that lifestyle. And I just remember I kept falling off of it. And again, it was just a diet for me. So it wasn't anything I was kind of worried about or I wasn't um, I wasn't aware of the ethics behind it. So messing up wasn't a huge deal for me. Um, but once I, I left college because I, I came, I, I, sorry, I went home to like get back um, on track and gain back my health. And um, I joined like an eating disorder, I guess it was like a therapy group to, I don't know, figure things out on my own. And um, I started going to community college from there, but I came across more information on veganism and I started learning about the health benefits of it, um, the ethical reasons why people went vegan and the environmental reasons. And I was at the point where I was aware of my eating disorder and I didn't want it to control my life anymore. So I wanted to find a way to get better. And once I learned about the health benefits of veganism, that's when I kind of shifted my perspective and I looked at it as a lifestyle that could actually like, save my life. And so I started with it and I felt better than I ever had. It, I restored my weight, I restored my health, and 
I became really passionate about it because I wanted to share it with other women, other individuals who were struggling with eating disorders and who wanted to find their way back. Um, so that's actually why I started sharing on Instagram. And also it was because I wanted to share veganism with my friends and family because they all kind of thought it was crazy. They thought I was just eating lettuce and carrots every day. Um, but that's kind of how Sweet Simple Vegan started. It was at the one of the worst times of my life actually turned into one of the best things that could have happened to me. Um, and it made me who I am today. So. That's, um, yeah. Thank you for that. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, yeah, it's gotta be difficult to share like something. So yeah, something so rough, something hard that you experienced. Yeah. It was honestly, it was always hard to talk about in the beginning, but once I realized that me talking about it helped other people, I became more comfortable with it. And, I don't know. It's it's easy for me to do now because it's part of who I am, like I yeah. said. Yeah. So what was it like? You mentioned like there was a point where you were able to take control of the, uh, you know, the eating disorder. What was it like experiencing it when the disorder had more of a control over you? I'm not sure if that makes, you know, complete sense. But like when you weren't as aware of it, mm-hmm. were you chasing like some kind of look or... Um, were you, what, why, why do you think the eating disorder started to take more control over you? I felt like, like with school being, it was so, of course, like I said earlier, um, it was my first year of college. So I just felt like academically everything was extremely challenging and it was way more than I was used to. And, um, it was really hard for me socially. I'm introverted and it was hard for me to make friends and find that friend group that I had back home. And I, I think because I had full control over what I was eating, how much I was working out, and over my physical body, I think that's why it became such a thing for me. It was like the one thing that I had full control over, um, which ended up kind of taking control of me, if that makes sense. But um, that's kind of where it came from, I would, I think. <laughs> and when you I were searching through kind of like uh, the diet world, what did you come across? What did you try? Wow. Um, I tried a lot of different things. Low carb diet. I tried keto. Um, I tried the military diet. I don't even remember what that consists of, but I remember that was the thing. It was kind of just me doing a search on YouTube and finding videos or me doing a search on Google and just finding blog posts and just believing that they would work and just following them. They were all very unsustainable and actually none of them were or all of them were very um, animal heavy besides obviously vegan. What was the, because it's funny that you bring up keto, like I, I probably hadn't heard of it in the time frame you're mm-hmm. talking about, um, but now it's like, you know, it's a big thing mm-hmm. and there's, uh, there's social media accounts, there's YouTube accounts, there's books on keto diets and recipes and whatnot and it's, uh, it's being followed by, uh, I, I suppose, a lot more people than ever before. Mm-hmm. What was it like to follow the keto um, diet? Well, yeah, it was very difficult. Instagram wasn't really a thing back then. It was just starting out. So what I stuck to was just, I don't even remember what the website was, but I just remember what the blog post looks like in my mind. But I just stuck to that and whatever it said, it was kind of like like my guidelines to what I followed. But Gotcha. And then finding this certain banana girl <laughs> on, uh, on YouTube. What was... Um what did you find? You know, I think, what did you find veganism brought you? Because 
Uh, we've spoken about it previously on the podcast, but often veganism can be seen as like a restrictive diet, mm-hmm. something that you, oh, you're eliminating, you know, so much from your diet. Like how could you possibly transform from an eating disorder to a healthy human uh, by following this? So what, what was your experience after, after finding this? After my second time going vegan, I guess, like yeah. when I used it for like to regain my health. Exactly. To. Exactly. Um, it was more so it was I looked at it as um, self-love. So I was really I I really didn't take care of myself. And me me looking back on my eating disorder and how I treated myself, and my body, I wasn't loving myself. And I became more aware of that. And once I realized that vegan was so nutritious and it was just something that a lot of people used to gain back their health in different for different reasons. Um, I just felt like it was nourishing both me, my body mentally and physically, if that makes sense. And you, I suppose you referred to like regaining like healthy weight mm-hmm. and um, feeling better internally. Uh, so did you learn about, you know, the recommended amount of calories that you should be eating on a plant-based diet. Were there resources that you would recommend to someone that was going through something similar? Um, in the beginning, I, I don't really remember specifically following anything, um, but a YouTube channel that I really loved referring to and learning about nutrition is nutritionfacts.org. They also have a website, um, but Dr. Greger was just a really good resource for me. I didn't particularly follow any like nutrition guidelines I kind of wanted to um, make it simple for myself and I didn't want to be too particular about things I guess um, just because of the background I was coming from but I did eventually actually go into nutrition I got a degree in nutrition um, at university and it was it stemmed from me um, gaining interest from veganism so yeah (laughs) really cool so I think we'll get back to um, you know from there to, to sweet, simple vegan and, and how that all evolved. But I feel like we should. Yeah. Sorry, move, I'm talking to no, much. move it over, <laughs> move it over to Chris as well. So, um, you know, you're on the other side of the country at this time. Yeah. I believe you're in a small town in New Jersey. Yeah. I grew up in a small town called Milltown, New Jersey, and I think it's one square mile. There are 6,000 people in the town. Um, so Vegan was something I didn't even know what it was growing up. And um, even through high school, I was kind of the person who would make fun of vegetarians. And, like, yeah, vegan wasn't a thing then, I feel like. I mean, I guess it was for a lot of people. But where I grew up, it just it wasn't something that was acknowledged, I guess. Like, I didn't know anybody who was vegan until after high school. So... When I first discovered veganism, it was actually through a good friend of mine. Um, we were playing in a band together, and he kind of brought up the idea, and I thought, I, I mean, I didn't really think anything of it at the time, and then he introduced me to this band called Propagandi. They're a Canadian punk band. Um, I think they started playing in the early 90s, and they still play today. They're very, like, politically driven um, and then they talk about veganism a lot, and there was a lot of literature and information in like some of their like CD booklets. So I would look through that, and it actually, I went vegetarian. So I gave up meat in 2009, and I can remember the night so distinctly because we were at my friend and I. So it was my friend Matt, my friend Dan, and I. We all went to see Propagandi in New York City, and after the show, I was like, "That's it. I'm I'm never gonna eat meat again." Like. 
I didn't at the time I, I wasn't even thinking about veganism, but I was like, I don't want to eat meat anymore because like they were such a big influence that band. Um, so I was like, uh, I'm done. And then I remember we went to get pizza and it was like it was cheese pizza. Um, so I guess that was oh nine. And I was vegetarian without the thought of being vegan for like two or three years. And then at like year three or four. I was like, oh, I think I can go a step further now. I started learning more about what was happening with, like, the dairy and egg industry. And um, Gary Orofsky was a big influence in that. He had that the best speech you'll ever hear on YouTube. And once I heard that, it kind of, like, clicked for me. Um, and then, yeah, I slowly transitioned to vegan after being vegetarian for years. And then in 2013, I went vegan at, on the new year, so I just celebrated my seventh year being vegan uh, this past January 1st, I guess that's, what, three days ago now? Yep. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically how I started or became familiar with vegetarian and then vegan, and then Instagram wasn't really something, I mean, when I first found out about Instagram, I was one of those people like, ah, oh, that's stupid. I'm not like, it wasn't like until like years after Instagram existed that I made an Instagram and I randomly posted food one day and I don't even think I was vegan when I first started it. I can't remember specifically, but food did really well on my Instagram and I don't know, it just kind of like snowballed from there. And then I, don't, I was in a band at the time and we, I was delivering pizza, so I wasn't, like, involved in anything <laughs> vegan. So I was, like, delivering pizza, trying to, like, make it in this band. And um, it's kind of crazy to, like, think back, like, five or six years to see where, like, my, how different my life is now from, from then. That's it's wild. Feels like a, like a different lifetime. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, to think about, like, my goals and ambitions then and, like, my priorities versus now, it's, like, 300 or 180 degrees, like... Crazy. Yeah, totally, totally. So what I'm interested in there is um, is definitely the punk kind of scene. So you're a musician. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I read you're like more on the, you know, the art side in general rather than, you know, the regular kind of education, I suppose, that we totally. receive. Uh, so with the punk scene, I'm finding a lot of crossover between uh, punk people and or people who identify with the punk scene and also vegetarianism, vegetarianism and veganism. So was this particular band, were they, because you left that concert thinking I'm never going to eat meat again. Mm -hmm. Were they like lyrically talking about this? Like what was their kind of motivation? Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of subtle in their music. It was more like, like they'd have songs about veganism or like they have this one song about this guy who would like, they were like painted this, I guess it was like, um, I don't, I don't know the right word, but they were like having, they basically like told the story in a song of this guy who would kill a human and eat the human as like an allegory to like what people do to animals. So it was like kind of subtle in that sense. They wouldn't like scream, like go vegan in their music or anything. <laughs> but then like when you would read the information like that they provided in like the literature like for the for the albums that's where they like that's where the message is really clear 
Yeah, it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's a lot of crossover. Uh, and it was the the. I mean, they were they were vegan from like the early '90s. So this is like, they were like OG yeah. vegan, like Moby. Yeah, kind of. I know he's not really like like they were hardcore like animal rights but, and yeah. activists kind of. Well, that's really. I think that's really cool to. It's. I suppose it's not often you hear someone come away from a music concert, and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm not." gonna eat meat anymore yeah that's a good point so i think it's a cool way to kind of be like oh yeah that's uh that's the real kicker and that's the reason i've decided to to start this lifestyle yeah for you was there a point where like you're you're delivering pizza and you were uncomfortable with it is that the reason you ended Uh, up leaving it or not real I, i was never like uncomfortable i mean i thought it was a little bit weird because some people like would ask me like what I, what I like there. And, and I was V ve- I guess I was like vegan for like a year or two while I was still delivering pizza. And I'd be like, there's nothing here that like I would want to recommend, but I, I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable with it. And I don't know. I feel like I'm all for the approach of like inclusiveness for everybody. So I would never like judge people for getting pizza obviously or anything. Um, but I guess it just came to a point where I was like, I want to do something a little bit more in line with, what I want to do in my life. So, uh, actually when I transitioned out of delivering pizza, so the whole reason I was delivering pizza in the first place was because it was flexible with the band that I was in. Cause we would like go on tour and I needed to take time off. Um, and when I say tour, we were on like on like a two week tour and played to like in people's houses and stuff. So it wasn't anything. That's like, pretty sick. Yeah, it they, was fun. Yeah. But they played in a trailer once, right? We the guy like cleared out his couch and they played like right in there. We played. Yeah. There I was, wish like, you a video of that. There. I would love to see that. We actually pulled the couch out of the living room and there was a dead mouse under the guy's couch. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the, so I had the flexibility of of that job because I was in that music scene and like yep. we were really trying to, to make it and, and be something. Uh, and then as I, I started to get a little, I was like 27. Um, and then I was like, you know, like I'm getting towards 30 here. I got to like fi- actually like figure my life out and do something else. So I actually, I found the job that I'm at now on the vegan job boards. Um, if anybody has ever heard of that, there's actually a vegan job board. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing. So there's basically, it's called veganjobboards.com and any vegan company will list jobs there. And I, I found it and I actually, I interviewed for a customer service position and they turned me down. And then two days later or like a week later, they called me back and I started doing like copywriting for them. Um, and that was still part time. And then, yeah, it eventually blossomed into full time work that was remote and being at that job brought me out to an expo in California where we met. So <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. where do these stories kind yeah. of intersect? Yeah, that's pretty much where it happened. Yeah, so. so when I started with Sweet Simple Vegan, um, I went to Natural Product Expo West, which is, if you if anybody hasn't heard of that, basically where a company showcased their new products um, for the coming year. And I went there for the blog. And Chris went there for his job. You, he cured. Was that when you did snack boxes or no? I was just starting to okay. then. Yeah, yeah, he was curating snack boxes. So at that point, I had been with the team for about a year. And I hadn't met. It was all remote, so I hadn't met anybody. So um, the owner at the time 
thought it would be a good opportunity for like everybody to get together in the company to like meet. So it was actually, there was a huge snowstorm in New Jersey the day that I was supposed to fly out. So I had to like frantically call the airline like three or four times, see if I could get an earlier flight. And I had to do all the scrambling last minute. And like half my team didn't actually end up making it to Expo because they were all stuck. And if I didn't like take that step, like we would have never met. And it's crazy how like these small little details, like totally, it's so significant. Like when you really look back. Yeah. So we met at a, a field roast party. As yeah. in the company field roast? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They so were like launching. A, Sorry, go for it. What, what was it? Chow cheese? Chow cheese. Yeah. When it was a brand new product. And he was there with his company and he was, just, you were on the balcony and I was there with my friend and she had ran into an old friend. So I wanted to leave, but I was like, okay, I'll just wait for you on the balcony. So I go outside. There's this guy just standing there and there we couldn't not talk because it was just a very small area. So we're like, hey, <laughs> and we talked. Exchanged we exchanged Instagrams, Instagrams and then we just went on with our lives after. Yeah, I flew back to Jersey. We didn't really think anything of it. We kept in touch like randomly, right? Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, hey, nice yeah. picture. Like we just commented on like each other's casual. pictures. Yeah. So how does it kind of like, how does it evolve from there? If you guys didn't really like, you know, have a moment where it's like, oh, we're destined to be together or something like that at the field rose party. <laughs> you know, how does it kind of evolve from there and become? A, become serious you're living on different coasts mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a hard thing to kind of keep up with so yeah. uh, i give this all to chris he just randomly texted me one day and he just said hey <laughs> and, that <laughs> and was that's it. where that's where it all started uh, yeah we just started <laughs> texting texting and and then we went touch. yeah we went to a uh, a blogger conference in texas and um he actually had a he had a blog prior to it's called consciouschris.net prior to suitable vegan i had just started it yeah like, i had like three or four recipes on there but i was like oh i should go to this blogger conference and figure out what i'm doing mm-hmm. and like learn how to do this and we hung out yeah, and we, hung we out. went line dancing it was actually on my birthday i forget how old i think I you're was turning, turning 26 26 yeah and which is how old i am right now it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> and I got so wasted that night. <laughs> we were like in this Texas country line dance bar. There was this band playing, and we were line we were line dancing together or square dancing. I don't we know. We were bumping into everyone. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> Texan things. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was yeah. Fun. super Texas. It That's was hilarious. The funny thing though is I didn't even know you were wasted. I was like, oh, this guy's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was hammered. I, you kept it together. I threw up the next day. Uh, at, like I had to like leave the the conference and just like beeline to the bathroom, and then I flew out that day. Yeah. Did, and, you, uh, did you learn much from the conference? Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, I, 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 I don't remember so. at this point, but <laughs> I, I took so. a lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, I did. But from there, we just started texting more and then it turned into Skype dating, I guess. Um, so we would Skype every day after I got out of class and he got off of work. And then you you and your brother came to New York, right? Yeah, we went to New York. Uh, my brother and I just just so happened to have a trip trip planned to New York and Chris lived in New Jersey. So that's when we had our first date. It was like a couple months later. Yeah. And we then, went to the, that raw restaurant, uh, pure food and wine from back in the day. I think they've since closed, but yeah, actually that anymore. restaurant that we went to and then we went, so we hung out like two or three times Well, in the <laughs> week that she was there. We went to this other restaurant. And they also closed. Later. Yeah. So it was like this running theme of any restaurant that, that we, we went to in New York. <laughs> is gonna close yeah you you guys are clearly bad luck (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh that's really cool to hear though yeah it was kind of so what 
what was the motivation between uh, but behind texting hey <laughs> come on there's, there's honestly, that is fueled with no something. emoji yeah. no I, I don't know like i mean i always thought she was cute obviously yep. and like i don't know <laughs> we would like i don't even know if we like talked on instagram i guess I think we, we just did yeah bit, kind of just like cool photo i don't know emoji. i was just like i guess like thinking about her one day and i was like oh i'll text her see what's going on and how many times did you write something and then back back it up i think it was just or was hey. it just hey <laughs> yeah, yeah. just, just full of confidence here. let's roll let's the roll dice, dice. yeah <laughs> and then yeah we just stayed in touch from there and and then he moved to la and it became yeah. a thing so i i came out to visit la maybe like a month after jasmine was in Two months. New York, two months. two months. Yeah, so it was October of 2015. It was September. <laughs> September of 2015. <laughs> I moved in October. Yeah. So I moved, I I went to visit her. Yeah. And I stayed for a week. Um, I got an Airbnb or whatever, and Jasmine didn't tell her parents any of this. Oh, yeah, this is what I was telling you earlier. My parents, <laughs> well, they were so concerned because they did not know who this guy was. Um, I didn't. I didn't really explain to them the situation just because I kind of like to keep that private. So when he came, I just disappeared for 10 days. <laughs> My mom was like, what is going on? Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. And How they probably it? thought I was this crazy, like creeper dude from the internet. <laughs> I don't know what they thought. I had met them and they were like kind of cold to me, but like they didn't like, I guess, I don't, cause Jasmine gave them no real context of like our relationship. So it was like, who is this guy? <laughs> but I guess, I guess by the end they were okay, right? They were okay you guys by like, the end. I talked to them about it. I explained yeah. the situation. I was going to say the meet the parents thing would have been uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely. So it was her birthday. She was having like a birthday fruit luck. Fruit lucks were like this big thing. Like in the was this a YouTube team. thing? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, it's like a potluck, but just fruits, basically. It's very uh, raw vegan, the uh, yeah, raw vegan movement back in the day. So she had a birthday fruit luck that I came out for when like coincided with the trip that, that I took to go to visit her. And I met them there. Like her whole family was there. My whole family, all my like, cousins, yeah, everything. It was so intense. And I was just <laughs> like, hey, everybody. <laughs> and like, I think it went well. I don't know what they it actually thought well, of me. Yeah. Um, you were nice. You said hi to everyone. So I think that's a big thing. You were actually. <laughs> yeah, I tried to be. Confident. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we spent that time together in, I guess, it was it 10 days? It I was, was 10 there? days, yeah. And then literally a month later, I moved. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. epic. Yeah, I got home. I told I told my parents, I'm like, I'm going to move. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And, I mean, it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, the biggest risk I've ever taken, but. He came with nothing but two suitcases. Two suitcases. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I got an Airbnb and figured out. I found a roommate on Craigslist. and Which could have been really bad, but it actually bad. it went really well. He was yeah. a good guy. The stars were aligned, for yeah. sure. It sounds a lot like uh, my own experience moving <laughs> to America. I moved with a suitcase and went to Craigslist. There and you go. It, it all worked out. So maybe that's the, it's the American dream right <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, we're redefining it. That's a, it's <laughs> the new white picket yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that Suitcase is and Craigslist. That is pretty epic. Yeah. So when when did you guys kind of you know, it's, it's probably like cool that you weren't moving in together straight away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have probably not been a great idea. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, that. we honestly, I think since we've since I moved, we probably have spent just about every day together. Yeah. Minus like a week 
here and there if you were like on a trip or like yeah yeah so like even though we weren't living together we would spend so much time together um so i mean living together might have been fine cool (laughs) so what were you like where were you both at at that point so what like were the intentions of say conscious chris was sweet simple vegan a thing at Mm -hmm. that time when he moved to la so yeah what kind of happened from there how did it all evolve Sweet Simple Vegan was, I guess, kind of a thing. Um, I blogged just for fun. So I was in college at the time. Um, I was studying to get a degree in nutrition. And my goal was to actually become a registered dietitian. And um, Sweet Simple Vegan was just going to be something I did for fun. But um, when Chris came along, we actually started doing collaborations together. We would do um, recipe collaborations on his blog, then my blog, for like different holidays and stuff. And um, You guys are the holiday like royalty <laughs> <laughs> we've experienced the food so it's <laughs> gotta yeah, go big on the yeah. <laughs> and then one day we just got to talking about how we can put all of our efforts into one platform instead of two and so we decided to go with sweet simple vegan just because it was kind of more established and it had a larger following um o- online so we started doing that together and again it was just kind of something we did for fun we loved making vegan food we loved serving vegan food to our non-vegan family and friends, showing them that's actually really good. And um, after, or once I got to the end of college um, and I started learning more about blogging and how people actually make careers out of it, I was in a position where I was able to take a risk. So I was living with my parents and they were okay with me not getting a job right away and just focusing on Sweet Simple Vegan, kind of seeing where it went. And I'm really grateful for that um, because I really don't think I could have done what I've done now without that sort of padding um so i started doing sweet simple vegan once i graduated college and um from there i realized that if i put the effort into it i could actually make it um my job and my career and so it was about two years after that that it really became sustainable um we we worked together on it um that's when chris became like full force in sweet simple vegan it was like 2016 2017 ish yeah i mean it, it it got a little confusing at first because like I mean, I, my blog wasn't really anything, um, but like the Instagrams. So like, I feel like Jasmine's Instagram, like sweet simple vegan Instagram still Jasmine. Yeah. And then like conscious Chris is me, but then like YouTube is us. And then like the blog, the blog is, is also us. us. Yeah. So I guess so it is confusing. It's but. a little confusing, but, um, I don't know. I guess it works, right? <laughs> Clearly it works. <laughs> Clearly it works. People figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's easy to, to get it, you know? it's it's pretty clear when mm-hmm. you when you go to each page yeah. what's going on so what how do you split the roles like wh- what what's going on behind the scenes because I, I suppose like from a from a a faraway viewpoint mm-hmm. maybe sweet simples vegan might seem like it's more jasmine than chris um so would you be able to like let us know kind of like how you separate roles what kind of work you delegate between the I two feel of like you? yeah so I mean it's interesting now especially because I have another job too so I kind of have to balance sweet simple vegan and a full-time job which isn't easy um so Jasmine does a lot of the recipes and like the photography the f- yeah and like the filming and then I'll do a lot of like the back end like writing the blog posts and doing like the pinterests and facebook facebook yeah. um but I think eventually the goal is for us to both be full force so we'll probably have to redefine things a little bit um, redefine our roles yeah, yeah once my time frees up and i'm able to do sweet simple vegan full-time which is 
is the goal ultimately. So, but I, I guess I would take care of, right now. I take care of more of the back end, and Jasmine does a lot of the front end, except when we're in videos together, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, we also don't work together. Um, we work in separate rooms in the house every day. And if anybody decides to work with their significant other, I would recommend it. Just because we're with each other 24-7, like we live together we're in the same bedroom, everything. So it kind of helps us have separate time, um, time to ourselves. We'll text each other like, hey, can you take a look at this? Or can you make sure you do this blog post today? That sort of thing. But yeah, I feel like we'd learn kind of the hard way with that because we would like work next to each other. And then <laughs> we would just be like, <laughs> like asking each other all these things all at yeah. once and like nothing would nothing ever would get, get done, done because... We were just like bouncing like back and forth and like couldn't actually focus on something. So usually I'll work upstairs in the office and Jasmine will work downstairs and it works. Yeah. When, when communication needs to be had, it's like through a text and then <laughs> like we kind of like get to it when like we're finished with something or like able to focus on that. Yeah, I definitely, we feel that <laughs> Yeah, we, we often get in each other's way. So, um, I've started going upstairs or into the lobby and i kind of prefer it like being in the space that you live in and working it makes mm-hmm. this space feel more stressful than it totally than yeah it should be totally it's hard yeah. like separating ourselves from our work because our work is our life um so that's been that's been a journey for us and our house is always a disaster because like <laughs> we're always in the kitchen or like i don't know like our house is so lived in because we're always there so yeah. it's like people who have like nine to five jobs go for most of the day and I come home eat dinner go to sleep and us were literally there all day and it's like we need to get out of here now we gotta <laughs> yeah. get, like we need an escape so what was firstly what was it like for you leaving like I think I read that you lived in a town that was one square mile yeah so going from there to Los Angeles and you know this is a crazy like melting pot of people the traffic is bananas um, oh yeah you know it's a it's a cool place and it's full of energy so what was that switch like you know it was such a life-shaping experience because the town that i grew up in is very close-minded very conservative um predominantly white like i i think my high school had like 10 people of of color in it which is crazy so it was like moving to LA where I was a minority basically like it was such a good thing because like it gave me so much perspective and I was able to like I don't know realize that life outside of like the small bubble that I knew as home was like there was so much more to life and like it just kind of expands your mind and lets you like think outside of like like anything that I kind of knew growing up was like not necessarily truth, you know? Um, yeah. Were there any vegan restaurants in Milltown? No, not in Milltown. Um, are there places to get vegan food? Jersey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, actually New Jersey has gotten a lot more vegan yeah. friendly since I've left. Uh, I was actually talking to my buddy the other day and he was saying like, there are a bunch of restaurants now that have at least like vegan options, which is, a huge step forward. Um, there was a place kind of close to me called veganized and it was in, uh, New Brunswick where Rutgers is. So it's like, uh, a pretty big like hub, I guess. You used to work there. Yeah, I did. Used to work there. <laughs> college town. Yes. Yeah, super yeah. college town. Um, I lived there briefly also. Um, so that was like the closest vegan restaurant to me. Um, 
but now it's veganism is there are so many vegan restaurants in New Jersey and if it's not a full vegan spot there there is bound to be options almost anywhere which is really cool and then with Conscious Chris I feel like we're kind of like skimming over the fact that you've nearly got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and it's you know it's not exactly a small thing um, what what's it been like because I suppose that's another job on the side as well kind of kind of yeah i mean i do my like with conscious chris stuff i do my best i don't know it's like i feel like everything that is like carefully curated and like put together for like sweet simple vegan and the blog and stuff and then i'll just take i'll just like make like a ridiculous sandwich and take a photo on my iphone and like post it immediately to conscious chris um so i feel like jasmine puts in a lot more effort in that regard um but it still works and it's it still, works, it's still yeah. very relatable, right? Yeah, totally. So do you have like a mindset with the page? Do you, are you like, because when I go to Conscious Chris, I'm like, all right, I want to find like a kind of junky vegan place in Portland that you can have like, you know, a couple of times a month. And you're probably my go-to <laughs> for that. Like, it's like, where can we go? So like we've hit up Rudy's, we've hit up... Love Ding is Deli. Homegrown um, smoker. Haven't been a homegrown smoker gotta, yet. You gotta go there. They put mac and cheese in their burritos. Yeah, don't eat breakfast before you go. <laughs> you're not gonna eat anything the whole day. Yeah, just like that one meal and you're good. <laughs> He'll go to sleep it's after. It's so hardcore. <laughs> so have you got that in mind? It's like, all right, I'm gonna make this page. Or is it just like what you kind of like? You know, I. it's hard to say and it kind of shifts, you know. Um, like what I did. So the main goal with Conscious Chris is just to show people how accessible and easy it is to be vegan. Like you can eat the most decadent, delicious thing and it's vegan. Um, and like all the tastes and textures that somebody who eats meat is used to. Um, so like, that's like the main idea is just to like have it be relatable and like, you're not really giving up anything when you go vegan. Like there's so much good food available. Um, and then, I feel like so in May before I turned 30 I did like this 30 day healthy challenge and I was eating I was like exercising a ton and eating like whole foods plant-based and like I didn't eat bread for a whole month which for me is like I'm like a two or three bagel a day kind of guy (laughs) so it was like I mean I was super into it so it was like I like the mindset I was it was it was easy but I feel like afterwards I kind of like relapsed hard and like ate like so much junk food again um but when I did post like healthier meals, people were receptive to it, which is cool. Um, so it kind of like shifts to like whatever I'm feeling and like, I don't know. So it's just like a, a reflection of what you're doing at the time. Yeah. More or less. So my goal for this year especially is to be a little more present on stories and like, I like I made a recipe on my story today and like, <laughs> thank you. And uh, like, it, it's been doing really well. Like I got more views in two hours than I usually get like the whole day on a story. So I'll probably start doing more of that. I there we know. go. Yeah. I did see that you, you or have like run in the past. Like you've, yeah, got, you've been to, into running. I ran cross country in high school um, for a year at least. I don't know. High school. And <laughs> I don't know. I was never like big into school. I don't know. I just was never like a huge motivator for me. I was never like loved formal education, but yeah, I ran for a little while in high school. And then after high school, like there was a point where I was running five miles a day and like, I've never been like a really long distance runner, but running has always been something that I've enjoyed. Well, mate, 
<laughs> if you if you want to get back into it. Yes. Where Anna's doing a half marathon. Oh, I saw. I saw on Instagram. Yeah. Oh man. Good luck. Is that your first? I'll meet wow. you at the end with the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in, it's in wine country, so you might you oh, might wow. have a you might cool. have a glass of red nice. red for at the end. <laughs> but um, yeah, we should have got you an extra. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing a marathon. She's doing a half marathon. Wow. So if you want to do some like, you wow. know, some runs, I think you could do it. I believe in you, especially half marathon. If RJ can do it, you I can don't do know. it. Dude, you could. <laughs> My cousin ran a marathon with little to no training, and he he He's finished like it. He's like three hundred pounds. Yeah, he killed it. He Big had guy. like the biggest blisters I've ever seen after, but he <laughs> did it. <laughs> there we go. And I think it's amazing what, what, and, and you guys have gone through this. What once might have been a daunting task definitely becomes ah oh, mm-hmm. like I used to be so afraid of half marathons like that was what I would sign up for like a half marathon. It was a big deal. And the last couple of Sundays I've gone out and just done a half marathon in forest park. Wow, that's amazing. Oh yeah. I saw your story the you other day. I was like, him. I showed Jasmine. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> it was like 11 miles through the woods. Or yeah. Whatever. Something like, like that. That sounds peaceful shit. though. Well, so, can we curse on this? Is that okay? Yeah, you can totally. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what I'm getting at there is like, just start, small and right yeah and gradually make your way there and it's it's not such a, a hard thing that's kind of where i'm at now i mean we've been going to the gym for this More whole off, year yeah. <laughs> this whole this whole year we've got every day yeah. this whole year it's this entire great. decade we've been really going to the gym so it's the 5th of january yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're and killing it's been it good. um and I mean, I'll run like two or three miles, like on a treadmill, but I prefer to run outside as opposed to like on a treadmill. Um, Outside's way better. And yeah. then I find that like changing, going from a road run to a, a trail run. Oh my God. The difference is amazing. Like, like I just the impact that's on your, I think the impact is, is something, but then like the surroundings also totally are so much more inspiring mm-hmm. in terms of like, there's no exhaust from cars and like oh, there's yeah, no traffic. The you don't have to wait at a curb to cross the road. Right. It's just beautiful all around. And it's, it's I, I, like I, euphoric almost. Yeah. Right? I would put it down to half of the reason why, because I hadn't run a long distance in a little while and I came back, it was probably like three Sundays ago and I'm like, holy shit, we just did a half marathon today. And Hannah's like, I thought you were going to do like seven miles. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're going to get injured. And I was like, I don't know. It felt good. Like we just, we, we did get lost in Forest Park, but it's, um, it's cool. So if you want to go on like a shorter run, I'd be down for it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm it's always easier for me to run with somebody than, yeah. than to run by myself. And I think Dylan, he trail running. I think he would be. Oh yeah. That's what he mentioned. He likes to do. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm totally with him on that road running is, is definitely becoming like a hassle. So yeah, let's get you involved. (laughs) I'm down. Let's do it. That would be cool. hundred percent. So I did see you guys doing like some kind of workout together in the lounge room. And it kind of reminded me of like this eighties aerobic scene where like, you know, a couple are like watching the TV and like following some kind of aerobic set 
I don't know what you were actually I watching. I think it was... Uh, Shanti. Shanti, yeah. Uh, my mom has a subscription to uh, Beachbody and she gave us the login. So that's what we were so, doing. Yeah, I think it was T20. Yeah, yeah. T20. But that's also how I sprained my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> how was that yeah. going? So it was good until then? Or it was, was good that like, until then. It, that was a while ago. And I feel like you sprained your ankle like a week into to the Yeah, program, it was. So. <laughs> Conveniently. <laughs> so it was a sign. It yeah. Was definitely and that was that. Give the the lounge room workouts a, yeah. a miss. I mean, honestly, running outside on a trail would be like the ideal exercise for me because I mean we go to the gym now, but like I hate like going like with all like the muscle head guys like right. lifting weights and stuff. I don't know, it just feels weird to me. Yeah, for me, it's just not a very inspiring place. I'm sure so, I'm sure for other people it is. It depends what you. I know, I was going to say, I like yeah. it. it. It motivates me, actually, to see other people who are jacked. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I'm, I suppose, yeah, I'm the opposite. It's like, get out into the woods and... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm just at. like... Like, I'll go to the gym because yeah. it's cold and rainy now, but, like, when it's nice out, I don't want to be in a gym or running on a treadmill or anything like that. The nice thing about the forest is that I feel the cover. So, even if it's raining here in Portland... Oh, yeah. That's a good point. The good cover, point. It, it's just kind of misty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's it's definitely a cool place to run. We'll get that sorted out. Yeah, absolutely. But we uh we kind of moved away from uh, <laughs> the, the discussion, the uh, <laughs> the original topic there. But I I'd love to hear a little bit about also you know your decision to move from Los Angeles to the Pacific Northwest because you know I don't know when we were deciding to live on the West Coast, LA was like a huge draw just basically because of the the people that live there. Mm-hmm um especially for the podcast you know there's countless amounts of um inspiring people that you can line up talks with there but at the end of the day we just felt like the quality of life maybe wouldn't have been suited to us so i'd love to hear your experience and then your thought process by uh, behind kind of like moving away from there especially because you grew up there as Mm -hmm. well uh, and then moving uh up here so for me like you said, I grew up there and, and I don't know, it just, it was my time to move on. Um, I had only experienced living away once, like I talked about earlier. And so I wanted to experience something new and experience a new setting, experience seasons. I had never really lived through seasons like there is here. And um, we were in a position that we felt comfortable financially that we could support ourselves and move out of. We were both living with my parents at the time. So we just kind of took a leap and we actually visited Portland once and we just thought it was for like three days. Yeah. It (laughs) was a very short trip. I loved it here. I just felt like it was so much more my pace and my vibe. LA is very go, go, go. And, um, I liked how it was so laid back here. And, um, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of felt like we could find, um, ourselves here. If that, I don't feel like that sounds very cliche, but it's happened. I feel like we really have fallen into a groove here and have really done a lot for ourselves and our business that we couldn't have done in LA. Totally. I mean, I'm kind of on the same page. Like, I guess I came at it from a little bit of a different perspective. I was there for about three years. Was it three years? Yeah, it was about three years. Um, and I, I mean, I loved LA, like living there was fun. Um, the commu- vegan community there is really close knit and like it was a, a lot of fun to like I don't know I feel like our or my personal Instagram and like our blog was able to grow so much because of the community that was there and like the support we got yeah a lot of support um 
but as Jasmine mentioned, we were living with her parents and like we had, so I moved in to Jasmine's family's house after we got Barry because I mean, I was paying for an apartment that I was never at because we were always taking care of Barry at mm-hmm. Jasmine's family's and her mom's like, Oh, do you want to move in? And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> hold, hold that thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. And then like, I thought about it a little, I was like, I'm literally paying a thousand dollars a month to not be home. So I was like, okay, I'll move in. But like, I'm going to pay rent. I'm going to do something. And like, we were in that immediate mindset. Like we're going to move out as soon as possible. Um, so what was that like? It was interesting. Having a, having an adult relationship in, uh, in your parents' home. They were super cool and laid back about everything. Um, but immediately I just, I knew we had to get out of there. It wasn't like we were comfortable obviously, but it wasn't, we couldn't completely relax in that setting. Yeah. Like, I was there for about a year and it wasn't like a long, like I knew it wasn't going to be like a super long-term kind of thing there. Um, but it was a good opportunity to save some money. And then, um, actually you made my parents go vegan while you were living with us too. So that was, that was a good thing too. Yeah. So what was that yeah. road like for you? Because you've obviously gone vegan yeah. y- years before. So I think I was vegan for about five years when they finally decided to go vegan. And when I f- was first full vegan, I was very passionate and very vocal about my beliefs. And from my perspective, I was trying to help them. I wanted them to be healthy. I wanted them to live long. And so I would make comments about their food and the things that yeah they were cooking and eating every day. And uh, from their perspective, I was very judgy and they were kind of uncomfortable eating with me. So they were very turned off. Um, turned off from veganism from the beginning and so I kind of just left them alone I I realized that um I just wanted to live my life and it was easier for me to just kind of set an example and share my vegan food with them but not be very pushy but they were never really um interested in going vegan but it's because back then I ate very healthy um I was very into like oil-free cooking and when Chris came along he introduced vegan junk food to them and it was over <laughs> that was it that was all it took i was like you guys want to get burritos burgers what, what do you guys Pizza. want and I'm like oh wait this is vegan and then like kind of like a light bulb went off and yeah they're like oh we could do this yeah luckily for them they live in a vegan uh yeah, heaven, Mecca, basically. yeah. LA. yeah there's so many options um in los angeles and also yep. around where my parents live so they realized it was really easy and then my mom um my mom went on youtube started watching videos from plant-based doctors and she realized that she could re- make an impact on her cholesterol, on her health in general. And now they're vegan. They've it's never awesome. been healthier and happier. And my mom's actually... She's, she's hardcore. She's back to where I was <laughs> when I was first vegan. She was very passionate. I think sometimes it takes that that person totally yeah. that's outside of like the inner circle. Definitely. To to kind of switch the, you know, the mm-hmm. light bulb in the, in the head. Uh, it's also funny how I feel like we're kind of similar in terms of like we started out a lot healthier than what we are now in terms of the the consistency of the the food we were mm-hmm. eating. Um, and it's funny that your mum finds herself now in that like very. On, I felt better that way. Yeah, it's just definitely. the options in Portland and, um, and on even, on the road. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're, all we're, the we've become options. a little bit more. Um, I would say relaxed flexible <laughs> with with um with uh what we eat now but it's it's mainly like whole food plant-based it's just 
Yeah, where? that's good to have a balance. It's right? good to have Definitely. a balance. Exactly, it keeps it interesting. That's for sure. We were at no like no bones this morning. So yeah, there you go. I mean, especially on the weekend, I feel like to have that balance and like if you're eating just like very strict and like whole foods plant based all the time with no wiggle room, like that's how you're gonna get sick of being vegan and you're not gonna want to do it anymore, right? Like, I feel like being able to be able to go enjoy like vegan junk food and I mean, that's a beautiful thing. It's 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. It's 2020. I mean, yeah. you know, the world's changing. Burger King has vegan options. Carl's Jr. Like, yeah. Crazy. It's incredible. We'll get into that in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting to, to Vancouver. So how did you guys kind of, like, organize all of that? And what's it like for an L.A. girl that's <laughs> been living in, like, a, you know, would you say L.A. has, like, two seasons? Uh, it's, like, a warmer one season and, a, and yeah, a colder season. Than, yeah, it's, like... <laughs> Slightly less warm, but um, How's yeah, it been? It, it's actually been really easy. Um, I well, so my family used to take trips to like the mountains and the snow and that sort of thing. So it's kind of kind of lived through it a little bit, but um, it really helps to have Chris and, like guide me through all this, like and show me how to. I don't know, live through the seasons. We went but some brutal East Coast winters. Yeah, yep. I feel like We're it's pretty there. mild here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty mild. Yeah, yeah. I feel like here winter is not like what everybody talks about, like. I don't know. Like yeah, even the rain. This it's one really girl, not bad. we were telling people, we were like, oh, we're getting ready to move. This one girl was like, oh, you'll be back. You're going to hate the winter there. And like, we went, we got, I mean, this is our second winter here. And I love it. It's great. Yeah. I love the rain. And like, I don't know. It's just so calming. Like in LA, when it was sunny all the time, it like drove me nuts a little bit. Like I would love the gloomy, rainy days there because I don't, I'm, I'm happy to like focus on my work, like in my house and like, stay cozy yeah yeah you stay cozy and like not think about like wanting to go outside and like mm -hmm. do all this like fun stuff so i don't know yeah. i like the balance of like the four seasons and and how that feels i'm and with also, you yeah in la we lived in so we we lived in a relatively busy area and um our where we live now it's it's so quiet we live in a dead-end street and um there's like woods behind us it's it's the complete opposite of where I grew up, and I, I prefer it more. It's relaxing. Yeah, closer to nature here. Yeah, totally. definitely. Um, and I, I think if, something with the rain, we found a lot of people saying like, oh, but the rain, like mm -hmm. it's going to rain a lot. And then when you actually stop to think, you realize that those people have actually never been yeah, definitely. here or lived here. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like something that gets thrown out there that like, Seattle like the fact, yeah, yeah it's just like the Fun stereotype fact. of, yeah, totally. of this area and but. a lot of these rainy days that get counted as like a rainy day are just misty right yeah, yeah it doesn't actually rain it's just like it'll rain for like two minutes and just like be misty the whole day I love those yeah, misty days awesome they're awesome and they're actually good to run in so oh, yeah. it cools yeah. you down as <laughs> it kind of cools you down you don't get overheated but you don't get like poured on totally. so yeah it's it's really not a problem yeah, I love it. I think it's great. And I getting back to your point of like how we actually ended up in Vancouver. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we kind of so we came and visited to find a place. Yeah, and then we, I mean, we thought about staying in LA, but then we realized like we could get like a one bedroom apartment and for the same amount of money yeah, here, same, we can rent we can a, get, house. Like, a house. Yeah. So, I mean, we had Barry. We wanted to like have space and. I don't know. It just kind of like made sense to like get away from the LA area where it's so busy and expensive. Like, I don't know. I feel like a one bedroom apartment would be like 2,500 to like $3,000 a month where mm -hmm. it's like, 
here it's like half that and you get so much more so vancouver um, yeah that's that's how we ended up vancouver too it's like cheaper and it's really close to portland and we wanted to kind of get away from the city since that's what we were living in and i i like it i like being able to come in to the busy area get some dinner and then go home to our yeah it's nice yeah that's cool and you get the double uh no income tax of Vancouver Definitely. and then no sales tax yeah. of Oregon. Yeah. It applies here yeah. sometimes. I don't know. With like the business, it gets a little bit weird because like technically we have to claim all of our business income. Like if we buy something in Portland, we technically have to claim if it's for the business, we have to claim it like in Washington, in Washington and pay taxes. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So a little bit weird gray area, <laughs> but well, for yeah. personal things, win some, you yeah, lose some. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Overall, it's totally worth it. It's, that's a great, balance of yeah. a tax haven i guess yeah. <laughs> no it's I, tax havens aside it's a really cool area to live in um we're definitely enjoying it so i'm yeah um i'm stoked where we've got this cool cool crew going on yeah, as well like cool. you guys kind of started it so it was um, it's crazy because when we decided to move here we didn't know anyone that was going to move here. We didn't know anyone here. And then Caitlin was like, oh, I, I really am interested in moving to the Pacific Northwest. I'm like, no way. I was like, are you kidding? So that's how we ended up moving together because it just made sense financially. And we wanted to be able to be with someone that we knew. And then we had friends from L.A. that just so happened to be moving up a month after us. So it kind of all fell together. And now we have this whole little family. Yeah, this crew. It's amazing. It's, it's great. I wouldn't be able to do it without everyone you know it wouldn't be the same it's i think it's a huge part of um why we're liking it so much here like we i don't know we feel like we really love the area we're close to work um there's still more could you want there's still yeah there's a lot of vegan people here a lot of vegan food here Mm -hmm. and then yeah the holiday season we just went through was like you know not feeling separated from family or anything because you've got these this group of friends here Mm -hmm. that's like you can share food and you know have a chat have a beer and hang out like it's it's perfect yeah it's amazing yeah thank you for starting it it's uh it's it's cool i'm I'm glad it's turned into what it has it's cool to kind of walk in and and uh and know people that are uh yeah really cool and kind of on the same page definitely now for berry I don't know how he'd feel about this, Chris. <laughs> I know. If he, if he sees the video. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Flip out. If Barry knew about what's going on She's right like, now. He'd be yelling at us. So we've been talking now <laughs> for 59 minutes, nearly an hour. And our dog, Indy, has been asleep basically the whole, the whole time, time, cuddled up next to Chris. And, I love uh, it. Barry's... From what we hear, he's a, he's a pretty uh, he's a territorial little little, yeah. little dude. Very so outspoken. Protect, we're we're going to get home guys. and he's going to smell us and be like, Excuse where me. were you? <laughs> like you left me and who were you with? <laughs> so, so introduce us to Barry. He's uh, he's kind of famous in his own right. So He's <laughs> a spicy little guy. Yeah. So we have We've a... Had him for three years So now? to put things in perspective for people who don't know who Barry is, he is a seven pound... Chihuahua, three quarter dachshund, one quarter chihuahua that we rescued when we were living in California. Um, he's three and a half now, and he has a big personality. Um, will bark your head off as he meets you. He's very chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because, so his whole story, he was found in a trailer park in Napa, California with his litter um, in like the dead of summer. So 
apparently they were abandoned. Like his whole litter was abandoned, and a neighbor was feeding them cat food, but like there was no shade. So if they didn't rescue them, like within like a few days, they all would have died because the, they had no water or any like real food. Um, so I don't know if that like contributes to his craziness a little bit. Or <laughs> yeah, like he had a rough like PTSD, rough childhood. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when we we had the opportunity to rescue a dog that like we got to see his dad and his mom and his like family. Like when we picked him up, his all his siblings were oh, there. Oh, great. Um, and it's funny to see like his dad's like this purebred dachshund. Gorgeous. Like, this handsome, like Fabio. He probably has a British like, accent. Fabio. <laughs> like, very proper. Yeah. You know? And then and then we go and see his mom, and she's like this goofy looking Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Her face is like, yeah, like in the photo. And I was like, oh, Barry takes after his mom. <laughs> and it's just really funny. Um, we we love him to death, and he's our child. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we we can't wait to meet him. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, Strike up a relationship between Barry and Indy. Oh, definitely. She's very chill, so I think he'll I like think her. I think it'll go over well. Yeah, we'll see what happens. She definitely flares up when she meets other dogs. So <laughs> she's more chill with humans. That's we're we're teaching her the ways with, uh, you know, the social scene on uh, on dogs. Take yeah. some learning. Yeah. We kind of messed up with Barry where we, like, sheltered him a little bit. Um, so around dogs, he's like, and humans, he's a little, like, I don't know. He's the like vet, standoffish at first. The vet kind of scared us. They're like, oh, you they, can't bring him around any anything. Dogs. They're yeah. like, he's going to get sick. You need to quarantine him. I'm like, okay, oh my God. So yeah. we did that for a while and I, I don't I don't know if it was the best move, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, if he got sick during one of these interactions, it would have been devastating, but and I don't know. Socially, he is a little behind. <laughs> there's, there's always room for growth. I mean, yeah. he's, he's only three years old. so yeah. That's true. You know, yeah. he's, got, he's got a lot of time left in him. We'll uh we'll give it a go with Indy and, and, and see what <laughs> yeah, happens. I, can't wait for I that. feel like you've just got to let them let them go. They figure their own shit yeah. out. Yeah. And as long as they don't kill each other, it's it's happy days. Right. So, Definitely. Yeah. They'll they'll learn that way. I think. Um, but yeah, that's cool. We're we're looking forward to meeting Barry. What I've got a question for you. So your YouTube is a lot of fun. I I really do enjoy just like I kind of feel like right now, like when I'm on your YouTube channel, it's just sitting down with you guys, hanging out going over like some vegan holiday roasts or <laughs> you know t- taste testing burgers or or whatever it is and it's it's just very relatable and very relaxed so what are some of the most enjoyable videos that you've made over over the time Ooh, that's a good question but thank you for saying that that's yeah. honestly our goal is to be as like relatable and as approachable as possible yeah. there's usually like some maracas shaking or some <laughs> vocals from yeah. you guys. Oh, totally. like, yeah we get a little weird yeah, sometimes definitely <laughs> a little weird i don't know it's so funny because the videos that takes like the recipe videos that like take so long to to do and like there's so much effort that goes into them like it's an all-day process i don't know people like they're just not as well received. I mean, some people like them, but I guess not everybody cooks. So the videos where we're like vlogging or like going to different restaurants and like showing options, those are more fun to do. And like people seem to like them more. So I don't know. I think I like doing those. Like when we get to go out and eat places, that's yeah, like, I think it's that's fun. the dream yeah, for me. Because we kind of <laughs> never really know what's going to happen. When we film videos at home and do recipe videos, we kind of plan everything out. But when we do our vlogging and um, kind of lifestyle content it's just we just kind of go with the flow and I, I really like that totally. it's easier too 
That's cool. It's relax. Yeah, a lot easier. I, I don't want to pump um, Tom's tires up any more than he <laughs> well, doesn't like, need any pumping. We were just talking to he him yesterday that, about this. He's that kid so doesn't, pumped. He doesn't need any more pumping. He loves talking. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it when uh, he's like, hey, Tom, I, I read the comments on uh, one of the videos you were in. He's they're, pretty popular they're pretty on our <laughs> Very positive. We're going to do another taste test coming up and we're going to have Tom do the whole intro. That's, oh, our, perfect. Yeah, that's our plan. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny guy. Give the people what they want. Exactly. <laughs> no, he's a funny guy. I actually want to get him on the podcast. I would love it. Just kind of shoot That'd the shit with him. You got to uh, give him a few beers and exactly. send him on his way. He, he's a good guy to, to chat with about this topic, I think, because he, he kind of lives in this vegan world. Um, he's not 100% vegan mm-hmm. himself, but like... He gets to see it from a completely different Definitely. perspective. Right. He's like not on social media or anything. So he's just like yeah. doing his thing while like everyone around him is like doing our thing. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. I We're, never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. cool conversation. Well, if he made it an hour and five minutes in to this conversation, he'll be very happy to hear his, his <laughs> hey, name Tom. came up. I'll let him know. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. But I actually, to, to kind of wrap things up. So Anna has the, the Spanish podcast, as a lot of you guys probably know. And she, you know, she put, what's that? Yeah, she puts her own spin on things and, um, and does a, a really cool job. I think she's, I'm probably the more serious kind of guy getting deep into people's stories. And Anna's more like lighthearted and, you know, probably a much better interviewer than I am. But she she does a, a bunch of questions to round out our episodes. And I think it's the only part of the, the conversation that I understand in Spanish. So <laughs> it, it's something that I can, I can get around. And I wanted to do it with you guys today. So uh, we've got seven questions for you. I'm ready nervous. To, ready to rock and roll? Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. No, they're, they're really good. They're good questions. So what would be your perfect dinner? including appetizers, main, and dessert. Ooh. Jasmine, fire away. Oh my gosh, this is hard. <laughs> so or whoever's pressure. first, fire away. You go first. Uh, so appetizers, main, dessert. Exactly. Okay. Um, what would be the American term for that? Entree? No, 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 no. Yeah. Starter, appetizer, entree, dessert. dessert. Entree, dessert. Yep. dessert yeah. Got yeah. you, got you. I think for me, appetizer, mozzarella sticks. Ooh, I love mozzarella one. sticks. I'd say like tater tots for me. Okay. Entree. Um, I love me some mashed potatoes. So I think if we do a meal with like mashed potatoes, maybe some asparagus and then some sort of vegan steak or like a, a portobello steak. I don't know. I just imagine that in my mind. Sounds Sweet. very delicious right now. I was thinking mashed potatoes too for me are huge, <laughs> but I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to say a fat sandwich. So if you're not familiar with that is, um, I guess it's considered, I don't know if it's an entree, but it's like a New Jersey, like, yeah. delight. Like, this is like... I don't want to know about delight. <laughs> it's a delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, there was these food trucks on uh, Rutgers campus, and they did, like, these crazy sandwiches where they'd put, like, mozzarella sticks, chicken fingers, hamburgers... Eggs, french fries like french fries anything literally anything sub. you can think of they just load it in there yeah. I don't how, know how, how fat is the sandwich they it's are like, fat and it's like two thousand calories like oh my god <laughs> yeah it's nuts so i've made a few vegan versions and that's always my favorite that would be the appetizer main and dessert roll yeah, into the whole, yeah actually that's the, the whole thing yep. but for argument's sake let's just say <laughs> you can get through all of this yes what would be the dessert you dessert finish off? for me chocolate cake that's my ice cream for me okay cool cool keeping it simple I uh, what dipping sauce for the mozzarella sticks? Ooh, marinara. Yeah, yeah. Going standard. Yeah, marinade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. 
So what do you guys prefer out of breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Ooh, breakfast for me. I agree. I'm a breakfast guy for sure. And what's your go-to breakfast? Breakfast mm-hmm. sandwich. Yeah, it's something savory. Yep. Yeah. Nice, nice. Gotta be savory breakfast. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Tea. Favorite tea? Matcha. Green Favorite tea. Favorite go-to <laughs> coffee place in the Northwest? Ooh. Ooh. Relevant coffee yeah. in Vancouver. Vancouver. Cool, cool. Shout out to Relevant. <laughs> Salty or sweet? Salty. Same. Favorite spices. So we, we actually coined this with Caitlin in the van in uh, 2018 in December when we chatted with her. The, the Spice Girls, your five favorite spices. Five spices. Five, five each? That's no, you can go five. five go a joint. Go a all five right. collective. Like, what, what do we use all the time? Uh, is nutritional use a spice? No. Not, no. Okay. Smoke paprika. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Smoke paprika. Black, Black pepper, pepper for me. Me um, too. <laughs> garlic powder, onion powder. Uh, I've been into Old Bay recently. Oh, Old Bay is a good one. Yeah, I would say that Italian seasoning is something I always turn to. Would that be? Because it's a mix. Yeah, yeah, it's a mix. Yeah, but I would I always use Italian seasoning when one. I don't know what to use. What is Old Bay? Old Bay is like it's <laughs> <Chris> something. <laughs> he's always like, you know, when you're older, you're gonna be this Old Bay. <laughs> 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 it's me. <laughs> that is uh, just a peek into our. It's Jasmine in her sixties. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, old Bay. I forgot what, I don't what know is what's it. Actually, it's like what's it's made it? to like season seafood traditionally, so it's like for like crabs and. Is it like uh, New Orleans kind of? Yeah, it's yeah. Like I don't I don't want to say like Creole esque, yeah. but like yeah, it's like there's a red seasoning with like salt and it's like a spice blend. It's a spice blend. Spice yeah. blend. Okay, I'll look for it up. Sounds seafood. interesting. Chocolate or peanut butter, and you can't say oh, both. No. Why are you doing this to I'm me? I'm saying peanut butter 100%. <laughs> I got to say chocolate at the end of the day. Chocolate. <laughs> well, you two are just the perfect couple, aren't you? you <laughs> mash that together and you've got a good combination. Last one, number seven. What makes you happy? Ooh. I feel like other happy people make me happy. Like I feel, when, when other people uh, are happy, that makes, like, I don't know. If Jasmine's ever in a bad mood, I'm immediately like upset or like in a bad mood too and that's like with plenty of my friends or family if like i don't know other people who are happy yeah. make me happy can i say fam family does that apply totally yeah yeah I, th- I think it's just something that i always look forward to whether it be chris and barry or seeing my family back home it just brings me to a place where i'm content and happy yeah comfortable beautiful stuff and what is kind of like on the horizon for you guys what's uh What's happening in the future? You guys hanging around here in the PNW? Um, what's going on for Sweet Simple Vegan? You got any trips lined up in 2020? Tell us uh, what you've got lined up. So we are definitely staying here for the time being yeah, or even I long term. I, I don't, don't foresee us leaving yeah. here for a very long time, if ever. And then in terms of what's planned for Sweet Simple Vegan, um, so one of our 2020 goals is to really kind of <sighs> ramp the... Or, is that the word Take ramp it to things the next up? Level. Amplify things. Yeah, we really want to get more um, focused on things in the back end and kind of uh, improve, improve the, yeah, optimize yeah. the work we're doing. And um, we want to reach more people. So our goal is always to um, spread veganism to those who aren't vegan and show them that vegan is sweet and simple and that it's approachable and it's easier than they actually think it is. So hopefully reach more people online totally. with our platforms. Beautiful. Yeah. Maybe a cookbook. 
<laughs> hey, that'd be dope. That'd I feel like you guys are nothing in the works, but you know, I would we'll love see. that. Yeah. For anyone listening at home that hasn't uh, followed these guys at all, this might be your first encounter, you know, coming across them. I doubt it, but it could be. Um, I hope it is, honestly. That'd be cool. Yeah, get that'd across cool. to sweetsimplevegan.com, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you got the biscuits up there? Yes, the biscuits are up there. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did Thanksgiving with these guys and a, a, like a really cool crew here um, that we've mentioned before. And um, I feel like you guys nailed that day. And the, the, the biggest mistake... Thank you. Biggest mistake we made, mashed potato. I did the mashed yeah. potato. Pretty two, good, yeah. Two tubs of Kite Hill cheese. That's the... Uh, Two tubs of Kite Hill cream cheese is the secret ingredient. Crazy. It was <laughs> damn good. But our biggest mistake was not bringing a tub for leftovers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next time you know. Yeah, we really must. That was up. your first Thanksgiving, <laughs> really, right? Yeah, so pretty next much. Next year you'll be prepared. Yeah, we'll definitely be prepared. And we'll be here. So we're expecting biscuits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. I got it for you. I'll make th- you. I'll make you a special batch. Holy <laughs> shit. Those things were so good. Thank and you. And then... I kind of want to turn it to you here because we always finish interviews and Anna has like these amazing questions that I didn't think about and she's sitting there behind the camera going like, Matt, why didn't you ask this? This is like, have you got any questions? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> she's waiting. I always wonder like, where do you get your inspiration for food? Because mm. I look at your food and I don't see it as like a health food. I just think it's like what you will serve in any American household. Like, we're not from here, so, like, we don't really... We didn't grow up here. Like, like we don't really understand the American food sometimes. But, like, you make it taste like it is, like, what everyone grew up with. Like, the biscuits, like, to me, it was just, like, this is insane. Like, how do you, like, create those recipes? Like, or what do you think about, like, what is, like, your process to be, like, okay, this makes sense because this can work or, like, this doesn't work. Like, how do you, like, get inspired and, like... Because you don't have any culinary training either. So no. that's pretty interesting. Um, so in terms of inspiration, I feel like we get inspiration from all all parts of our life. So whether it be from um, a Filipino background, all veganized things, or um, Ecuadorian background, or just veganizing familiar foods for people, I've realized is one of the best things to do because they are, uh, they are um, familiar with foods, like I said. But um, <laughs> they know what to expect and... I don't want to give people recipes that are like really complicated and using ingredients that they have never heard of before. And I I feel like making recipes that are familiar is more approachable and it'll allow more non-vegans to approach veganism with comfort. And even just like looking at a non-vegan recipe and like knowing what to substitute or and just like kind of like creating your own thing from that as like the base is like, I don't know, it's just such an easy thing to do and like. I don't know. You can make like a whole new recipe with like a few simple swaps, you know? So it's like a cool thing to do. Totally. Any fails? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Some fails. Those biscuits, actually, I think I made them like six or seven times before they actually were perfect. But the first couple times, like there were some rock hard biscuits that came out of there. And the cookies that, um, I don't know. Oh, no, the brownies. The brownies, that was it. That was really tough too. Rough few days in the house. (laughs) Those things were bomb. A lot of trial and error, thank you. But uh, yeah, we... We, um, we want our recipes to be perfect for people, obviously, before we share them. So we do test them quite a few times. And there is some frustration, but there is a lot of success, obviously. So it just, it, does it involve like a notepad or a 
know, my notepad on my phone is crazy. Yeah. You don't even want to see Sometimes it. we'll be laying in bed at night and like it'll be after like a day Jasmine's like testing a recipe and she'll just like it'll be like I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> like I know what I did wrong. And like and then like I don't know. It's just like I hit her all, hit her all at once. Like I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I feel like my brain is always in recipe development mode. Like anytime I have an idea I'll just write it on my phone or anytime I try something at a restaurant and I try an ingredient that I like I'll write it on my phone and that's how I kind of come up with everything. Definitely need yeah. a cookbook. Yeah, like if we go to a I restaurant even <laughs> um, and like, oh, that was a cool dish. Like we'll try to like recreate it and make it our own. Real cool. Yeah. No, you guys are definitely an inspiring couple. Um, yeah, a lot of fun to hang around. And yeah, we love watching your content. Um, it's, yeah, as I said, it's just super easy to sit down and it's really relatable and uh, fun to follow. So thank, thank you, you for, for putting so you much time You guys are also inspiring. So thanks for having us. Thanks for having well, us. Well, we appreciate we that. Had, we can hang out that you're here in Portland now. Yeah, it's awesome. We're, we're really loving it. Any other questions, babe? No? Cool. So let's wrap this thing up. Thanks again, guys. Uh, where can we find you? And then we will peace out, mic drop this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us on sweetsimplevegan.com. And we're also Sweet Simple Vegan on YouTube, Pinterest, and Instagram. And I have Conscious Chris too. If you want some vegan junk food, coming in with that. So, yeah, that's coming in hot us. with pizza subs <laughs> and more. Also, oh, Barry yeah. is at Barry the Chewini on Instagram. Oh yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not forget little Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's got a bunch of new outfits he got for Christmas. Yeah, we have to do a photo uh, shoot coming soon. soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. No, thank you very much, guys. And um, yeah, to everyone uh, listening, please go and follow them. Subscribe. Do whatever you've got to do and uh, yeah, just enjoy their content. So cheers and maybe there'll be a round two at some point in the future. Yeah, cheers, (laughs) mate. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for being here for another episode of the Veg Talk podcast. It's always a pleasure to spend some time with you on a Saturday morning or whenever you tune into the show. Uh, greatly appreciate you um, being here and spending your time with us on a weekly basis. So this week and I suppose the past few months, uh, you might have heard in the news there's been some widespread bushfires in my home country of Australia. And it is, you know, it's really sad to see the loss of human life, uh, the loss of wildlife uh, and the habitat that has been decimated by these fires So all I'm asking this week is that uh, if you're able to do so, if you're in a position to do so, to consider donating to to a a cause. In Australia, uh, they really do need our help, uh, whether it be the Red Cross of Australia uh, or uh, a place like Wildlife Victoria who haven't had as much airtime on social media in terms of the shares, uh, the retweets and all of that. Uh, Wildlife Victoria. Uh, if, you, if you're looking to help some injured animals uh, get back on their feet, I would really recommend checking these guys out. Uh, there's also the rural fire services across the country, especially in New South Wales and Victoria, where it's been hardest hit. Uh, you're able to donate to those guys. They're, they're volunteers and they're out there really risking their life to, to help others. So yeah, if you're you know willing to part with your coffee for a day or willing to part with an acai bowl for a day whatever you know your your kind of uh, drink or lunch of choice would be that money uh, can go a long way uh, even if it is a small amount to helping 
another person, another, uh, another being. So please consider that this week, guys, and keep Australia and other places that are affected by natural disaster in your thoughts. I know that Indonesia are, are going through some flooding as well. So you might want to check that out. You might feel more drawn to, uh, to help some people, but people out over there. So now for next week on a, on a more upbeat note, We'll be speaking with Taryn from Veggie Taryn. Uh, you might have bought a t-shirt from her or, uh, or seen her social media page. We had a great chat talking all things community, uh, women in business and her story. Uh, you'll be excited to hear that she has a pet pig uh, named Penny. And we had a great chat about Penny and actually the power Penny has to change minds in the community. So I hope you've got the time to tune in next week. We'll see you then. You know the drill. Until then, keep it plant-based and I can't wait to be back with you all.